if you have multiple interest and your home has this cool technology, I guarantee you people are going to step up their offers more because you just made them horny for your house. A hundred percent. All right. Hello. Welcome to episode 113 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. What's up, everybody? Hello, hello, hello. He's Adrian Trott owners and co-founders of KT Realty and KT Property Management based out of Milton, Ontario. Thank you for joining us and hello, my friend. Happy New Year. Second week into 2021. Happy New Year. Yes, uh, we, we had a pretty busy start to the year already. Uh, lots, of, uh, lots of things on the go, lots of new initiatives, lots of plans for improving our companies, lots of plans of... It's going to be a busy year, I've, and which is very much in line with our forecast from the last podcast. It'll be interesting to see how things pan out over the next month uh, as we head into the busier spring season, um, which I think will be early this year. I've had a lot of people calling me that are interested in buying, but there's no inventory. So as that starts to pick up, the inventory doing- now is the lowest I've seen it in 10 years that we've been in the business. Yeah. And the stats came out last week in terms of December year over year stats, 2019 to 2020. And the prices are up 30%. Yeah. Inventory is down 50%. Days on market down 30%. So less inventory, they're selling quicker and they're selling for a whole lot more. So no signs of slowing down. I was listening actually to a podcast, real estate related podcast, um, gentlemen in the States, and they were talking about it. And it's very similar as to what we were talking about over the last few podcasts about what's happening with COVID and people just shifting, right? And, and he's a, um, a motivational speaker for, for realtors and real estate brokerages. And he, he specifically was speaking about how lucky realtors are during this time, because, you know, we're in a global pandemic. A lot of businesses are slowing down. Although, I mean, if you're a landscaper or you're, you own a pool company, your business is probably more doing businesses really well. are, are, are thriving. But, uh, you know, obviously, unfortunately, there's a number of businesses in certain industries that are struggling right now. Well, there are a lot of restaurants. There's a lot of mom and pop type of um, retail and brick, especially brick and mortar locations. You know, um, if you own a a niche store, like a retail store that sells more niche products, you're probably hurting. Um, but it depends if you see how some like Aiden and co, uh, little fashion boutique clothing store in Milton, they've, they've, he's done a, uh, Francis done a really good job adapting to the times with his being more active on social, which he has always been, but it's interesting because you'll see him post, uh, he's doing creative things like he's posting bids for certain items and he'll post it and it, they sell so quickly. And uh, so it's interesting to see how, 
you've got some people who are struggling and it is challenging, but you've got other people in the same industry who are finding creative ways to keep things moving um, and finding new ways of running business, which I don't think will change even once we're back. Able well, I think that's doors. the key. That's, that's the part of being an entrepreneur or, you know, yeah. being able to hustle during difficult times. Um, you know, I look at so many different industries and let's take restaurants because restaurants have been hit. Restaurants and bars have been hit quite hard, Yeah, but there's a lot of restaurants that, you know, adapt to the, or have adapted to the situation. So, you know, maybe they've improved their website and provide online ordering or teaming up with um, Uber Eats or um, any of those delivery services and offering more of a complete um, delivery service. So, you know, there's ways to adapt to, uh, to all of those things, but all in all uh, it, what it's, doing and going to do is um, create that shift in, in, in demand of what people need or want in their homes. So, so again, I think 2021 um, is going to be a very, very busy year for us. So let's, uh, let's get on topic here a little bit. Um, actually, before we do that, I had a uh, DM on Insta um, if you're not following us on Instagram, um, it's at Cormendi Trot. And we do post um, a lot of good tips, highlights from the podcast, um, lots of good stuff on there. So please go ahead and follow us if you are on Insta. Anyways, I got a DM and um, it was uh, someone asking in regards to episode 109. Um, which was a podcast that we talked about chattels and, and fixtures. Yep. And I'll just pull up the question uh, exactly. So the question was um, in regards to one of those closing visits. So we, we discussed how important it is to go back to the property you purchased uh, prior to getting the keys prior to closing. And the question was, what about TV wall mounts? Do they do those typically stay? We had assumed they would, but they are gone. So we wanted to check with you. So I'm going to stay very vague here because based on that question, it sounds like they are in the midst of a purchase. And obviously, we don't represent this person. Um, but I'll talk about that specific uh, yeah. situation. So. Over the last number of years, it's become more and more um, common for TVs to be on the walls, on wall mounts. And over the years, that has been a big gray area. I don't think it is gray. But, but hang on, let me finish. It's been a big gray area in the sense that they've been left off of Yes. In, in, in this exact situation. Yes. That they've been left out of the purchase agreement. We're assuming it's been left out of the agreement and they've gone missing because the sellers have taken it with them. Yeah. So the gray area is that the TV is usually considered a chattel, but the TV is attached to the wall mount and the wall mount is certainly fixed to the property. Again, right. what is a fixture? Easiest way to determine that, tip the house over uh, upside down, give it a shake. If it hasn't fallen, 
uh, it's likely um, a fixture. Yeah. Fixtures that are excluded need to be identified on page one of the purchase agreement in the province of Ontario. And when in doubt, it should be listed. Yeah. So in this case, in our agreement, if I was representing the purchaser and I knew that the TV and the wall mounts for those TVs were not included, it would specifically be listed as a excluded fixture. Right. Now, if we wanted them included, and sometimes what happens is you want to keep the TV as a seller, but you'll leave the wall mount. You don't want to, you know, take out the lag bolts. You don't want there to be big holes for the buyers. The buyers are probably going to put the TV in the same spot, whatever. So you will then exclude the TV in the excluded fixtures and then include the wall mount in the uh, chattels included just to cover that specific item, even though you wouldn't have to. Yes. Because it is a fixture. Well, the, so, I mean, there, there are two components to the bracket too, right? There's the part that's screwed into the wall and then there's the part that's hanging on it. So is the part that's hanging on it considered part of it? Yeah, that's kind of like a mirror that's just hanging on a hook, right? Well, that would not be a fixture. Right. So is that bracket that's on the bracket, is that a fixture? Right. Right. And, so and they're not, I don't think they're universal either. So, you know, it's not like if you'd leave a just lot of them the are one now. half. A lot of them are now. Some of them, but not all, because you got flush mounts. You've got ones that extend from the wall. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it's always something that should, I think, should be explicitly listed as either included or excluded and right down to whether or not the TV is included. Uh, I was on a phone call yesterday, actually, with a house that's closing. Um, we represented the buyers there. They purchased the house that's closing towards the end of this month. And we were very detailed in the listing, uh, or in the purchase agreement, saying, there because there was a lot of TVs in that house, and we wanted some of them. So we specifically said TV and wall mount bracket, with the associated hardware included in backyard TV in living room on main floor and, you know, and then I put Samsung all the specific details, but then we wrote uh, which ones were excluded. So basement excluded master bedroom TV excluded um, because the last thing you want is someone to move in. And like this person has obviously experienced find out that something they thought was included is not. And now not only do they not have that item, they now have a hole in the wall. Or well, hang on a second though. Yeah. They spotted that during their revisit. Okay. So kudos so to them for doing there well, because they watched episode 109. Right. It's between episode 109 and this episode that they've gone and revisited and took some of our advice. Now there is a gap of time to rectify that situation. So what do you do? So the first thing you do is you tell your realtor and then, you know, the realtor is going to look at the purchase agreement and realize, Oh, I didn't include it or exclude it. Um, and both realtors are going to end up looking at the purchase agreement and saying, Oh, it's not included or excluded. 
So the gray area is who's right in this situation about the TV. Mm -hmm. Because if the buyers all of a sudden say, well, the TV was fixed to the wall mount, which is fixed to the property, I want that TV and the wall mount. Right. You, you've got a debate there. You've got that gray area. Now, it sounds like this specific person uh, it was hoping to get the wall mount, but understands that the TV wasn't included. So you're going back to the, uh, to the realtor and saying, I thought, I thought the wall mounts were supposed to be there. That realtor is now going to the other realtor, to the seller's realtor, and saying, mm, my, my buyers thought that the wall mounts were going to be there. They're not listed as an exclusion on the purchase agreement. It's a fixture. Please go back to your sellers and have them put it back. Yeah. So now the selling agent has to go back to the sellers and say, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I, I didn't list it as an exclusion. We didn't talk about it. It is technically a fixture. Hopefully they recognize that it's a fixture and um, I, I really apologize. You got to put it back. And in some of those cases, it's um, it may be better at that point to negotiate an alternative uh, compensation. Like maybe they give you a hundred dollar gift certificate to Best Buy or something. So you can go right. put your own that might be more suitable for your TV. Hey, um, I bought, I bought a bracket not that long ago. It was about a year ago when we finished our fireplace in the um, living room. Yeah. And it's one of those that you can swivel and tilt and move in any direction. It's got like a ball bearing in it and this whole thing. Yeah. You can lock it in place. It's a really, really nice one and it can accommodate up to a 80 inch TV, I believe. Uh, and it was like 400 bucks. Oh, wow. Like, I didn't realize they were that expensive. I mean, I guess there's a, probably a big range of, because some of them are just flush mounts and they have no other function there yes you can get them as cheap as probably 80 bucks for an average tv yeah uh but some of them and and that wasn't the most expensive one i was i was blown away um but because of where it's positioned and how i like to watch tv at different times of the day uh i wanted something that was able to move around so so they can be quite expensive and in that case as a seller i'm not leaving my 400 dollars TV bracket. I want it to come with me, right? I'm taking yeah. the TV with me. Yeah. Um, so it's always so, at the so, end of the day, so, it's always good to be very detailed in what is in what is not included. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. And so just to elaborate on that, and then we'll shift, which is a nice segue into our topic, which is tech for homes for 2021. Um, and how it can relate into resale value um, as well. If the seller now says, no, we're keeping our uh, TV mounts, they weren't included, now you got to get the lawyer involved. Now you got to say, hey, they're, they're saying one thing, we're, we're saying the other, and we have a problem. Yeah. So... I don't what know happened? what I said, but uh, our little 
Apple friend came on and oh. asked me if I had any questions. Another thing that falls into that category that is probably even harder to prove is um, tire racks and stuff in the garage because there's never, well, I don't say never, there's rarely photos of the garage. So if you're not taking them yourself, you have no proof of what was there. Well, as a listing agent, you got to be very thorough and go through every inch of that property inside and out. Yeah. Even right? bookshelves. Like, I've had like little floating, cheap floating bookshelves shelves. from Ikea sitting in the kids' yeah. bedrooms and the yeah. homeowners think they can remove them. But unless they explicitly say that they're technically, well, not technically, they are included. Well, there's a lot of things if you think about it around the home, like even uh, garden hose reels. Some yeah. of them are yeah. are nice and expensive, and they're they're drilled right into the brick. Yeah, um, you've got garden sheds. Yeah, like if a garden shed isn't bolted down, could or be, yeah, it, it could be a chattel. Yeah, it could be just a movable movable piece. Yeah. Um, and Hot you tubs. look out. Hot tubs, you look in the backyard and all of a sudden, where's the shed? Although they're hardwired. So actually, well, we talked about that before about how the hot tubs. Yeah. yeah, there was that news article not long ago, one of our podcasts, we discussed it, how it was not included and in, or what it was not supposed to be included, but it was used wow. as a marketing ploy. So yeah, anyways, I don't know what episode that was, but probably 10 episodes ago. Um, well, you look at a pool as an example, you know, one of our last listings Imagine the pool was gone. No, it was just a drop-in liner. We took it with us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, is an above-ground pool a fixture or a chattel, you know? Yeah. Um, But the robotic pool cleaner. Yeah. That's not a fixture. It's a chattel. Yeah. Uh, So So that would be like expecting someone to leave their Dyson vacuum. No different. Yeah. Yeah, but it, let's say the Dyson vacuum because they have those wall mounts. So the wall mount is now fixed to the to the wall. Well, if it's anything the, like my wall mount, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not very sturdy. So I don't know that I would consider I know it a fixture. Shit. <laughs> it's garbage. They're crap. The vacuum itself, my vacuum. I don't know about yours. My it's my. Uh, I hate it. Handheld. Uh, we have two. We have the. Uh, the ball one, uh, which is the corded one, and then we have the cordless one. The corded one is at the cottage because yeah. we wanted the cordless one at home. So we got the cordless one here and took the corded one to the cottage. The cordless one is crap. If you put it on high speed, it dies in two minutes. One minute. It's two, so I, I can't even finish four steps. No, it's ridiculous. Because I have the carpeted stairs coming down to the basement. Yeah. I can't finish four steps without it dying. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I'm so disappointed in it. Anyway, let's get on to the, on, we're slowly transitioning on, to tech and stuff. So yes, a lot of good segues <laughs> there. Uh, so technology in 2021 for your home. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. What what tech upgrades do people want or look for? What do we see as being uh, trendy? Um, and you know what? What is the impact? What is the impact on it? So you you talked about because uh, you got the Nest Hello. I'm assuming it's the Nest no, Hello that's that you Google, got. That's Google. Google Hello. Oh no, Google sorry. Hello? That's the same Nest thing. Hello. I got the Arlo. Yeah. I got the Arlo. Arlo. But oh, I think Arlo. I think we're going to exchange it. Yeah. Yeah. Not particularly happy with it. Well, before you get into the, uh, I want you to elaborate on on why you got it and and why you're not happy with it. I purchased a ring doorbell. I removed 
the standard doorbell from my home probably two and a half years ago. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, why when, you were mocking me because you've had one for two years, three years. No, but uh, I don't have a doorbell. I removed it two and a half, maybe about three oh, years ago. I just after the place did. Okay, well, let so me finish. Let okay. me finish. <laughs> I removed the doorbell about three years, just over three this. years ago after my kids were born because yeah. I didn't want anybody ringing the doorbell. Right. Because the doorbell rings, the dog barks, shitstorm, right? Yeah. I got the ring doorbell installed it which was a pain in the ass because of the original location of the um uh, of the doorbell that was wired by the builder and it kind of abuds the brick and the trim of the uh side light yeah yeah okay so it was in this odd location anyways i finally installed it and I went through all of the troubleshooting and all of that. I was really excited. The installation took about, I don't know, not long, 45 minutes or so. But then I had, it wasn't working. So I had to uninstall it, start the process again. Still not working. Went through all the troubleshooting in the uh, manual. Still yeah. not working. So I had to call uh, Ring. I was on on hold for... I don't know. Is Ring Amazon? Time. Is that Amazon? I don't know who bought it now, but somebody bought it. I think it's Amazon. Anyways, they said, oh, it doesn't happen often, but you have a defective, you must have a defective model. So <laughs> please send it back and we'll send you a refund. Okay. And that was their fucking solution. They didn't so, send you a new one? No. So did you, you obviously didn't go buy the same one? No. <laughs> Jeez. I didn't, I didn't buy another doorbell, so we still don't have a doorbell. We have the Arlo camera above the door. Yeah. Which works fine. Most of the time. Yeah. But let's, what, what's up with your Arlo doorbell? Uh, well, if I, I mean, uh, I, I did a lot of research on it too. So I knew this particular um, complaint was somewhat common, but it was it, overall, it was still supposed to be a good quality camera. And it is from other perspectives. But my biggest complaint is no matter how much we adjust the sensitivity, uh, it doesn't record the right things. Like we'll have, so our, our house is facing a sidewalk and a, a road. So it picks up a lot of activity. So someone just walking down the sidewalk, it'll record it but it'll stop half it'll stop recording halfway when the person's halfway through the frame of the 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 view of the camera um opposed to can't you set your activity zone so you can draw the line of where the camera is actually reading so like you can go out to your grass line not, instead of the sidewalk not with the camera to my knowledge but with or not with the doorbell to the best of my knowledge but with the cameras you can yes the cameras you can yeah but not with the doorbell. So why did you go for the doorbell versus just getting a camera? Uh, well, because it is two in one and it covers the area that we wanted, right? So somebody rings the bell, you get a call on your phone, you can see the video, you can talk to them through there immediately. Um, Does it have a chime in the house as well? It, it's connected to the mechanical chime in the house. So, so you, when you, you actually up, have a, yeah, yeah you, it actually chimes in your home as well as your phone. 
Yes, you can set it up can, however you want, but it comes with can. a little. Yes, it comes with a little device that attaches to the chime inside the house, and then you tell it whether it's a digital chime or a mechanical chime, and it does it sing accordingly. So now, yeah, if you ring our our doorbell outside the Arlo, it will ring the chime inside, and it will call your phone. Yeah, but you can but, set it to shut the chime off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the biggest complaint is that I feel like it's not recording important things. Like we have, I, I mentioned the other day, we had somebody come do a pickup, porch pickup or a delivery or something. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, somebody had pulled into our driveway. So we have like a five second video recording of their car parked in the driveway. No video of it pulling in. Uh, no video of them walking up to our porch, standing in front of the camera and no video of them leaving. Just a five wow. second five second recording of the kind car of defeats park. the purpose exactly yeah so the uh the nest hello the google nest hello one it uh records 24 7 so it will give you notifications and show you clips but then you can scroll back and forth indefinitely so that one i'm thinking might be a bit better uh the reason i went with arlo was because i was more keen on getting arlo cameras as well and i thought it would make sense to have all the same products but because of this i'd be inclined to go with the um the google cameras too the only thing i didn't like is they're wired versus wireless well we use the arlo cameras in all of our properties that we list for sale yes and they've been good for us but i can tell you i have arlo cameras all around my house inside and out and at the cottage inside and out so for the exterior ones i bought the solar panels yeah uh, to keep them charged. And I, so I have three solar panels and all three are useless now. Like, oh, really? they, yep. After I think they're about a year old, just over a year old and none of them, I don't know what's wrong, but none of them are. It could charging. be the batteries. could be the batteries. In, in the Arlo, it's in the camera itself. Yeah. Cause naturally batteries will slowly diminish. There. No, 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 but it's not even like whether the battery is because I, I bring them in and do a full charge. Yeah. Plug it back into the solar panel. Solar panel isn't charging at all. Interesting. Maybe try getting a new battery just to test it. But yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so you anyways, it was a good buy. The... And the reason the reason we got it one, I, I got it for uh, my wife, Alicia. And the reason she's always wanted cameras. So that was our first investment into that kind of segment of home tech. Um, but it came at a good time because there was like a week before we got it, there was a lot of news about porch pirates, right? Uh, and nowadays getting so many deliveries, it's going to become more common. People just walking up and snatching your packages. So unfortunately, my camera won't catch it because it doesn't record enough. But that was the premise of getting it. And also just the convenience of someone knocks on your door, especially now, like, you don't want to answer your door, even for if you're getting pizza delivered, you just tell them, leave it on the porch, I'll come get it in a minute. I don't want to see you or talk to you, right? Um, so now it's much easier to be able to do that through the camera rather than standing at the door knocking and waving and giving hand signals like no put it on you know uh so but and so we've we've enjoyed it aside from it not working the way we wanted to it's obviously something that we enjoy so we'll we'll we're going to return it and get another one different brand but the other thing that sucks with them is reflection you got a reflection here i know i know it's from, from from this light oh 
Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say they all suck you into these monthly plans now, unless you get a home, you know, fan, unless you know you're more techie, which I was considering to do, but I don't think I will. But you can get things that record natively at home on a hard drive, and then you can still call in or access it from your phone. But most people are every every single tech thing is going towards some kind of recurring payment. Everything like period. even 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 you know if you sign up for Amazon Prime, yes, Prime Video, Prime TV, yeah, they've got premium stuff that you got to buy within it. Like if during uh, during Christmas time, one of our favorite movies is Elf. Oh yeah, we've got that. We just and, watched it uh, days ago. Yeah, I love that movie. We watch it every holiday season, and you know, last year it was on. I don't know, one of the things we subscribe to either Netflix or Disney. And this year, you had to pay for it. Oh, interesting. So you had to rent it yeah. for five bucks or something? We ended up buying it for 10 because yeah, why not have it? But yeah. um, I, just, I just find that now anything like that, everybody's trying to move you to some kind of a recurring monthly payment. What are your so thoughts on um, when new movie releases come out and they're not going to movies at theaters anymore, and you you rent them at home for thirty bucks. I would not pay to thirty dollars to rent a movie at home. But the premise is it's a brand new release that you would go spend probably fifty bucks to the theater between tickets and food or more. I I would wait six months until I can rent it for five. Okay. What if it's a movie that you've been anticipating forever? No such thing for me. <laughs> okay like sorry i can't get that excited that on when was the last a, time you went to the movies like to a theater probably at our client event so aside from that you don't haven't gone no interesting no i don't i don't yeah that was the last time well because we've got kids that we can't take yet to the theater yeah we could go, we could go on be, like a, a mandate yeah, that doesn't excite me. I mean, no, I don't know. And while you and I don't like the same kind of movies. No. And I haven't seen a movie that... Like, I've got a theater at home. Yeah. I've got I'd a 75-inch TV. I've got full uh, surround sound. I've got a down-filled couch. I've got the fireplace. I've got my beer fridge. Like, what else do I need? Why should I go out? and spend all that extra money when in four or five months or whatever, I can watch the same movie at home. I'm not that. In now, if it's a live event, like a concert or um, a sporting event, as an example, like, you know, we've got yeah. uh, the NHL season starting up this week. Um, that I would pay for. To watch a live event but if it's something that's already pre-recorded like what does it matter if i watch it this month or next month got it that's that's my personal yeah but i do see that that's probably going to be an option this year for people i think oh, it's it is, yeah. gonna have to be yeah well there are a number of movies that were supposed to come out earlier earlier this year they delayed the delayed and then they just went straight to renting through whatever online 
network people subscribe so to. So let's let's talk because that's also kind of tech uh, related in terms of home theater and and this and that. Um, you mentioned the whatever you want to call it, the Wi-Fi doorbell. We'll say yeah. I think like we talk about what gives a good return on investment. If you go back and watch a couple of our episodes, we talk about what is the best upgrades for the home or best um, renovations and things like that. I believe that freaking Siri, I believe that the best return on investment going forward, aside from, you know, some things like flooring and, you know, all the boring stuff. Yeah. People, and actually you see that now in new condo buildings, people are going to pay more, but also be more inclined to purchase if there are tech features built in. Yes. You see a lot of condo buildings now, they have um, uh, uh, face recognition. Okay. So you don't have keys or fobs or anything. You walk up to the door, it recognizes your face and it unlocks the door for you. And then they have the Wi-Fi uh, hubs in each of the apartments, which yeah. control your lock. So if you're getting a delivery, if somebody's coming to visit you, whatever, you can give them access for a certain period of time. Um, you don't have any keys anymore to deal with. So it's all done through an app on your phone. Right. And, you know, let's say you have a dog and you want your dog walker to have access to your condo or your home because you can get the same technology for your home. Yeah. Smart locks. Um, very common thing now. Or not very common, but becoming very popular. Yeah. I have it at uh I have it at the cottage and it has come in handy when uh, my maintenance person has to go in to do something. I can um you know give him a a, a code right from the app. Um, although the cold weather has diminished the life of the batteries and usually halfway through the winter time, I can't even use it. Um, but I've been looking at the, uh, August yeah. Wi-Fi smart lock. That's the one I was going to mention. You like, you've researched that. Yep. 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 And I quite like the idea of having that. Um, so the question is. Do you, as a seller, invest in some of those things? You see, I think people should invest in them, whether they're selling or not. And it just makes their home more sellable, saleable uh, when, when you do go to sell. And if you yeah. don't sell, you've taken advantage of having some cool technology around the house. Yeah. Well, I think one of the biggest misses, though, is people don't, when, you're, when you are selling, you need to showcase it. To right. the point, like, not, not just mentioning and, it. And make sure that you know as a realtor if it's included or excluded because how many times mm -hmm. we've had people with those wi-fi doorbells yeah and we want to we want to keep it with the house because we can showcase it and to your point making buyers aware that it's got it 
Yeah. But a lot of, a lot of homeowners say, no, no, I like it and it's expensive. I'm going to take it with me and I'll put the old one back. Right. Which needs to be done pre pre selling. Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, in men, in some cases it does add zero value because it's not showcased and people don't know. We I had clients move into a house, um, like two, three months ago and they messaged me and they, and they sent me a screenshot of, of, um, a recording on their phone of their backyard. They had the house had one or two of the ring spotlight uh, floodlights in the backyard. Nice, but no, it was never mentioned in the listing. None of us ever noticed it. Had they have, and maybe made more mention of it in the marketing, or even had a little screen on display in the kitchen with the you know a live view of the backyard, they might maybe somebody would have fallen in love with that and paid more money for the house. Who knows? Yeah, I think I think you got to go above and beyond when you're selling the house as a realtor. Always have said that and we do that. But you only can provide value to something that you are using as a selling feature, using as a as a feature in the home. Like um back in the 80s it was you know upgraded broadloom and upgraded underpad well and back and in those big... days they had the same problem we're having with tech right where broadloom uh included as laid like people i guess at that time people were pulling up well, the carpet 10 10 years ago when we got yeah. into the business we were seeing that in in the agreements of purchase and sale yeah broadloom as as a chattel broadloom yeah. as laid yeah uh included in the sale well, yeah, don't pull up the carpet on me. Yeah, it's funny um, to think people would. I mean, I guess, I guess you could repurpose it. I mean, you'd have to cut it up and refit it, but I don't know. I don't know. But you know, so as time evolves, like in five, ten years ago, you know, hand scraped floors and wire scraped floors and quartz countertops and granite countertops. These were all big selling features but now like any new home being built automatically will have all those things yeah um or some version of them um so you know this decade i think uh technology is going to be that new big upgrade that people want look for and um returns a value on on the investment and it's one of those things that you can actually enjoy yeah um so don't wait until you sell the home to upgrade that stuff um it's stuff that you can actually get use out of so what would be your top few things that you think would buyers would get excited about um i i think i think one thing that um i think there's a lot of things i think it's just a matter of showcasing like one thing i've been thinking about getting um in my house is um products made by a company called air things and they manufacture um air quality testing devices, then different devices that test various different tests for different things. So um, they test for mold, they test for humidity, um, uh, gas, various gases, like off gases, stuff like that. 
Um, and they also, there's one that tests for radon and radon has been on my radar um, a little bit more lately. It's come up in converse, conversation with some. Um, well, you had a radon test in your home uh, after purchasing it, didn't you? No, that was a mold test. Oh, okay. Yeah. But radon is, it came up, it's come up in conversation with people in the construction industry and um, it's apparently it's a, next to smoking. It's the number one. Uh, I guess so. It's the second leading cause of lung cancer, which is interesting. I had no idea. Uh, and it's colorless, odorless, and it could exist anywhere. And it's it's um, really ga it's gases in the earth that's released uh, as the earth is disturbed. So people in the construction well, every, industry are every more single every single home has radon in it. It's just correct. what level of that's radon right. Uh, right. is actually being uh, gassed from. Yes. from the earth That's on your right. property. Yeah. And from everything I've read, it says that the best way to test for it is to do a long-term exposure, long-term monitoring of it, because it's not, you know, there will be times where maybe it's at a higher level than others, but it's more about the long-term exposure. So having something in the house that measures that, that you can easily see a reference for, you know, how did, how was it over the course of a year? I think that's something that would be helpful. And, you know, they're, those those are devices that probably most listings would never mention, but I think something like that's really neat. If you had a display in the house and you pointed to the, most people, would be like, "What the hell is that on the ceiling?" And they wouldn't even know after they moved in. Still, but if you you know talk about it in the listing, have a sign. How much is there, it? Uh, you could buy. There depends. So there's a pack for three ninety nine. It comes with a hub um, and two. Four hundred bucks. That's it. Well, you can buy a sensor for $99 if all you want to test for is a handful of things. Uh, so they sell different devices, but that's a, that package. Yeah. 400 bucks gives you a full package. I think it's good value. And uh, like, think about, think about the number of clients that we've had that will spend thousands of dollars on yeah. just random upgrades throughout the house. Like you think about floors, tiles, appliances, paint, light fixtures, window coverings, all those things. Those cost thousands and thousands of bucks. Yeah. If, if you look at it, your Wi-Fi doorbell, your Wi-Fi lock, a wireless camera system, uh, a Wi-Fi garage door opener, which I am going to do. Yeah, I don't have and, that either. And upgrade my garage door openers. They're, I've seen and watched some of the new ones that are in, on the market right now, like the latest releases over the last few months. They are so quiet, mm -hmm. first of all. And you control everything from the app. And you can see like how many times you drove away from your home and thought, oh, did I close the garage door, right? Yeah. Like that happens to me all the time. Yeah. Um, so uh, something like that. Um, the And I know you've been researching it because I see it pop up on our Amazon account is the uh, wire, uh, the Wi-Fi uh, water shutoff. Valve. Oh, yeah. Those are really cool. I think that's a great right? idea. I think every house should come with that. Well, do you know how many times I've gone on vacation or gone to the cottage or somewhere and, you know, you have to shut off your water. They're like, if you're not doing that, you could be in some insurance trouble if something happens. Yeah. Um, so you're gone for a few days. Let's say you want your cleaners to come while you're away. 
Well, they need the water on. So instead of telling the cleaner, okay, go down into the storage room, you know, move my 18 boxes in front of it and, you know, or whatever. Mine is in a hidden panel in my, in my shower. Yeah. Um, Well, the neat thing with it too, is it actually cycles itself on and off, I think daily. Whereas, and and the purpose of that is so that valves never seize. Where, when was the last time most people shut off the main water to their house, let alone the little valves throughout the house. A lot of people don't. Right. Or for us, like on our rental properties, mm-hmm. we install it there. Like we have one tenant now that just moved in. And there are many times throughout the year where there are several days or weeks that there that nobody's home. Yeah. And how do we as the landlord, um, you know, monitor that you well can't. the challenge there would be wi-fi right what do you mean well you would have to have a wi-fi connection an active wi-fi connection i would think yeah well this specific tenant i'm assuming has internet yeah so i'm not talking about a vacant property no but i mean we couldn't access it or do you mean for them just to have easier access and control of it yeah yeah. And it comes with little sensors. You can buy sensors that go throughout the house. Like you put one under the well, dishwasher and, and, and or put one get, in the sink. And then you get reports too. So if, if something uh, insurance related comes up and you weren't home and something happened, mm-hmm. you can say, Hey, look at my activity on my thing here. It says that I did shut off the water. Right. So it's not my fault. Yeah. Um, but so you, you look at all of these things and I'm not talking about those silly Samsung fridges that you can, see through and order your groceries with and all of that crap. I think that's like, I'll be an old dog with in, in regards to that kind of technology, because I don't believe in that shit. I don't know. But, I think that um, there will be a time where they, they get a little bit more innovative and it will have some really nice added value. Like maybe it starts ordering stuff as you run out. It can monitor sh- how much milk well, it does that have. already. Well, I don't they have know. fridges that do that. No, they don't. Yes. But not to the degree of like, they don't know how many eggs are in the carton or how much milk. Yes. No, they don't. Are you kidding me? They this have... is like when you told me dogs could talk. No, <laughs> that you have a sensor that can tell you what your dog is saying. <laughs> I know. That exists too. You want to you try it again? <laughs> there's, there's a container for a dozen eggs. Okay. Oh, so a specific it, container. Yeah, you take your eggs out of the carton, you put it in this, uh, like an egg tray. Yeah, yeah. You, on the on the front screen of the fridge. Yeah. You, Does it you, work specifically with a fridge? Like it's part of, it's an accessory for a specific fridge? No, it's a specific fridge. Okay. I don't know what it's called. I'm pretty sure it's either LG or Samsung. Yeah, like stuff like that I think is cool. I think there's a place for that. I think as that evolves. Yeah, but I'm not going to spend seven. So what I, my, my, my point is all of these other little gadgets yeah. are like 200, 300, oh, 400, yeah, yeah. 500 bucks. Relatively affordable. So you bundle, let's say you've got 10 of those four or $500 things and you invested four or 5,000 bucks. That makes your home really cool yeah. for a buyer. If it's properly displayed. And so if you don't, like right. some people probably have things that are uh, home automation uh, compatible, but they don't know it. Like what Nest thermostats. Mine is a Gen 2 and it never used to be compatible with things like um, Google Home and all that. But I guess through an, an update, it did, yeah, at, at some point it is now able to be controlled. So, you know, if if you drop in a $50 Google Home 
uh, speaker or whatever it's called uh, and, and have a sign there that says, hey, say this phrase and watch what happens right. to the thermostat. That stuff is cool. I, and, well, and one, one thing I thought, because we've talked about having home hubs in, in our listing properties. Yeah. Imagine having one of those hubs, whichever one that you want they all have benefits and pros and cons behind them but um and you say play description for me or whatever so buyer comes in and there's a little sign and says play description for me and then it's one of us saying welcome to 123 main street please enjoy your tour by the way this this home hub is included which controls this 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 and this yeah. Um, so there are things there are things like that that you can do. Yeah. I think one of the most high- go ahead. I was just gonna say, I think one of the most effective ways is to do things like that where you're you're setting scenes. So multiple things are happening at once. So lights are dimming, blinds, that's cool. But that I think that becomes a little bit more expensive. But automated yep. blinds, that's really well, it depends on the price of the house. If you're selling a two, three, four, or five million dollar property, yes, that's you know, more common in that price point. Yes. If you're doing it on a 700 square foot condo, uh, you're probably not going to get much of a return on that investment. Well, I think you could. They're, they're, for that, they are actually, I haven't looked into them much, but they do have retrofitted options that are battery powered and they, they seem to work well. Um, but actually I was on Amazon the other day. I didn't buy any, I probably should have, but they were selling smart plugs for 10 bucks each. Well, that's actually, I think, um, so like if I was decking out my house right now, uh, again, I said the uh, garage door opener. Yeah. Um, if I was remodeling my kitchen, I would, I would definitely look into, I know it's probably, I'm going to sound crazy, but the uh, wireless charging built into the island. So you just drop your phone on it. Can they do that? Yeah. That's cool. Like yeah. every surface so, in your house is just a charging. I would do it on the island though, right? Because I one thing I would do is make my island bigger and have like a, um, almost like a tiered island. So you've got a nice big island and then just a tier below it, almost like a, uh, a restaurant bar at, you know, um, like if you were at the chef's table when, when they have the... Uh, the bar wrap around the kitchen kind of thing. Yeah. Same thing. I would, I would lower the, um, that breakfast area. So it's not flush and that area would have the wireless charging capabilities. So have you seen if you're sitting before? there on your, or is this something you are envisioning or is this something that exists? No, it's something I'm envisioning, but the technology is already in place. Like there are homes that are getting the wireless countertops installed. Cool. I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's there's even countertops now that have the infrared um, uh, stovetops right. that you cannot see. Right. So it's it's induction, um, and when you place your pot on that area oh, of the countertop, to... yeah, it it works as a stove, which is really really cool. That is really neat. So there's all this kind of technology. A lot of it is obviously more expensive now, but I mean, you know, 15 years ago, you think about it, I never would have imagined that I can control my locks, my, my thermostat and my uh, smoke detector from my phone. 
I remember right? very so, clearly at some point, um, well before any of this stuff was out, thinking how cool it would be to have video telephones. And this is, I'm going back a long way before, right. you know, maybe early into cell phone days. And at that point, it seemed like, oh, that's, that would be so cool. But it didn't really seem feasible. But now it's, you know, in hindsight, you look back and like, oh my goodness, I can't, I couldn't live without this now. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. And I think most of our demographic and most of our listeners are, you know, in more or less the same age uh, category as us and grew up the same kind of way and all that, even though we've got a lot of young people that follow us now, but so they might be a little more tech savvy and, and grew up um, in an era where some of these things already existed. But I remember a conversation, I'll never forget it with my dad and it was probably back in the maybe mid to late 80s. So I would have been like six, seven years old, whatever. And he said to me, you want to know what the future is? The future is we're going to have TVs that are flat against the wall, like a, like a picture frame. He was and, a smart man at that time. And I did not I did. I debated with him for days about this. I'm like, no way, dad, no way yeah. is there going to be a TV because at that time, you know, it was tube TVs. Uh, I still remember we had, uh, when we had that conversation, we had one of those TVs that was built into this big fucking brown hutch. Oh yeah. Ever, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? I, I know exactly what you mean. Man, that thing was like 8,000 pounds and five feet deep by 12 feet wide. Yeah. Like it was massive. Um, and then he said, and then like, I don't know if he read it or saw it somewhere or whatever, or, you know, he's an electrician. So maybe he was dreaming about, about it. And he said, but then it's good. TVs are going to turn holographic. So your, your TV, your image is just going to be floating in the air. And I'm like, are you crazy? Yeah. Right. He's telling this to a seven, eight year old kid or whatever. Right. Yeah. That shit's reality now. For sure. So I was watching a video of a guy that he just reviews tech, pretty crazy stuff. And he got a TV from China and some weird brand I never heard of. Just, I guess they only sell it there. And it was, uh, and then I, coincidentally, I saw it in a movie not long after that, but it was basically, uh, oh, it is I catching fire. I am burning my house down. Jeez, that is not a so for those, for those of you left, watching. I have that's I have not my leftover desk. toilet paper that Ariel had hanging out of his pants. That looks yeah, like no dirty yeah, toilet paper. Literally, it it burned a hole through it. Well, good thing you didn't leave it on there. So, for those of you listening and and even watching, uh, I have a desk lamp, a halogen desk lamp, which uh, provides a nice color of light, but. I've got it so close today that it's really bright. And I said to Adrian, am I too bright? He says, yeah, a little bit. So I took this uh, paper towel and it was wet uh, when I, or damp when I put it on it. Uh, but it's so hot that uh, yeah, it burned a hole through it. Anyways. So, yeah, so there's um, this TV, flat screen TV, and it's, it's uh, transparent almost completely. Um, so you can see right through it. Um, I mean, if you look closer, you can see it. There's a glass screen and the tiny, tiny little uh, pixels or whatever. I think yeah, I've seen it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so that was really neat when he turned it on. It was really cool to see how it almost completely, depending on the darkness of the scene, it almost completely blocked out. It became completely opaque at that point. You couldn't see through it. But um, 
so the, yeah, I, I think your dad's probably he had he was thinking uh, further ahead than we are now, but I think it'll happen. Well, one of the I, latest properties that we had, yeah. has one of the coolest features that really disappointed me from the fact that I didn't think of it when I was uh, building the basement, when I was uh, renovating the basement. Because in my in the washroom in the basement, uh, you know, we spent a fair bit more money than we had budgeted for. Nicer tile, uh, glass enclosed, heated floors, but the shower in this property had the uh, steam function. Oh, yeah. Ever since you mentioned with, that, I've been thinking, of, how the, can I incorporate that into my house? With the digital moan thermostat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can control right to a decimal point of temperature what temperature the shower is going to be. And it's got a steam function. So this specific shower two showers yeah it's a double shower so you can go in with your spouse um and then it's it's a steam room so it's got a seat built in it's got a fully glass enclosed but the glass enclosure also has a window with a tilt function right um so you can close it all up seal it all up and steam yourself and i mean it is so cool and think about how many times you're aching, you're not feeling good, you want to sweat your pores out, whatever. So to have a steam shower um, and digitally uh, operated and remote operated, yeah, um, I think that's really cool. Like you're sitting on the toilet taking a shit and you just start your, your steam shower and you hop in there, clean out all your pores. You know what I mean? Speaking of tech, there's and taking a shit. There's some fancy toilets out there too. Toilets! Holy smokes! Have you seen what has happened to the toilet industry? I think some like have you, lights in them, don't they? They have lights. Automatic. Uh, they'll automatic open and close. Open and close, heated and cooled. Yeah. Um. So it can warm you up or cool you down. Uh. Wash you every which way. Uh. Some Those of them can get will, ridiculous. Like, there's like fifty thousand dollar toilets. Oh, and like the amount of different materials that the toilets are made out of. Yeah. Um, there are ones that are built into the wall that when you're ready to use them, they kind of just drop down um, like crazy when you, as you approach it, it automatically. So it has like a nighttime function. So if you're taking a piss at night, you waking up in three o'clock in the morning, whatever you, as you approach the toilet, it has like this, dim glow around it and automatically opens the top portion of the seat for you uh they have ones that play music or that you can listen to your podcasts that's dangerous you um, shouldn't sit on the toilet for that long you'll get hemorrhoids you know everybody has a different uh ritual uh but um and the the technology that they're building into those things even even if, if you continue talking about bathrooms uh, and we talked about dyson dyson has those um uh faucets yes that have the built-in uh blowers for drying your hands have you seen those faucets? those are really 
faucet. So a bathroom sink faucet. So it switches. So you wash your hands and you keep your hands there and then it blow dries them. No, it, it's got your regular faucet, but okay. then on the side, oh, okay. it's got two mini faucets that come straight out. Okay. And, and they are motion activated as well. So you wash your hands and then you move your hands off to the sides and then the blowers activate. That's cool. That is, is really cool. I've used it and it works really well. And then mirrors um, too. Mirrors are neat. You can get mirrors yes. that display. You wouldn't see it until it's turned on, but they display TVs. You can TVs. Have TVs going. Yeah. It can show you a digital display of the weather, the news, whatever. Built-in lighting, LED lighting built into the mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much stuff. So, you know, what it does for like going back to the real estate purchase and sale. Imagine you as a buyer or you as a realtor going around and seeing some properties. You're going to see four or five, 15. The average for us is usually 12 to 15 properties that a buyer will see before purchasing. Um, so let's say you go and see a dozen homes. Which one are you going to remember? That's right. Right? Like, which one are you going to? talk about at the end of the day which one are you going to call your friend and say oh man we saw this house today and it's got the coolest feature and whether you're male or female toilet that you know people get excited about that stuff yeah and then people are going to take pictures and post it on their insta and be like look at this toilet in this house we viewed today or whatever yeah um so you might even get extra exposure uh yeah. in that sense but what it does is it creates um not it, it might not necessarily return money in in the sense that well i think it will can, just, it's hard to can, gauge the value it, it right it's hard to gauge how much more you would get like it's not an identifiable here's what's your return on that investment but your objective as a seller is to get as many buyers interested in your property as possible and then have hopefully multiple offers in this, certainly in this current marketplace in, in the Ontario, uh, province of Ontario in, in this marketplace. Um, if you have multiple interest and your home has this cool technology, yeah. I guarantee you people are going to step up their offers more because you just made them horny for your house. A hundred percent. Well, and that's what it all comes down to is connecting with people and finding those hot buttons that get them exciting. And for a lot of excited, a lot of those people now, it does come down to this stuff. So this light's really bright. Anyways, uh, episode 113 of KT Confidential. If you've uh, been listening to us, please uh, give us a review. There's uh, most of these streaming uh, um, apps will give you an option to review the podcast. So if you like uh, what you're listening to, please leave us a comment and a review. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can watch on YouTube by going to ktconfidential.ca. Please make sure you subscribe so you get notifications anytime that we upload a new video. Um, I don't have anything else for today. This I'm has good. been a good chat. If you have any questions about home tech, you want our opinion uh, on this or on anything else, and just like we end answered one of our um, followers questions earlier in this podcast. If you do have anything at all that you want us to talk about on a future episode, we're happy to do that. Thanks for listening. Episode 113. Have a great week.
Bye-bye. Bye-bye.